Hi, everyone, and welcome to HR Works, brought to you by BLR. I'm your host, Steve Bruce. HR Works provides clear, relevant, actionable information on topics that matter to HR professionals. When you're armed with best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional value to your organization, HR works. Onboarding has suddenly become the focus for many organizations, and BLR, with the kind sponsorship of Silk Road, has just completed a survey about several interesting aspects of onboarding today. To help us interpret some of the survey data, we've asked Mimi Yurkan and Marina Vasich from Silk Road to join us. Mimi and Marina are talent activation directors for Silk Road. They both work with current and prospective clients on transforming transactional onboarding processes into holistic onboarding strategies that engage, nurture, and grow talent throughout their entire employment journey. They specialize in helping companies leverage technology to create engaging, personalized, and ongoing experiences for employees across many different industries, sizes, and cultures, enabling them to consistently achieve organizational outcomes. Mimi, Marina, welcome to HR Works. Thanks for having me. Yep, thank you. So one of the uh, interesting things our survey revealed is that 75% of organizations have a formal onboarding program. Uh, Do you find in your experience that 75% is a typical number? We do find that a good majority of organizations really do have some sort of a formal onboarding process in place. Where people differ is the extent it represents their brand, how it's leveraged through the entirety of the employee life cycle, and their ability to communicate the outcomes of their people initiatives and their impact on the organization and its strategic objectives. Now, um, how exactly do you define strategic onboarding? So, Steve, I'll take that one. Um, We define strategic onboarding as a continuous process that engages, aligns, and activates people throughout every transition on their employment journey, really taking that strategic approach throughout all of that. All right. So just to clarify this a little more, what's the difference between onboarding and strategic onboarding? Strategic onboarding really goes beyond the new hire experience. It incorporates transfers promotion, family or sick leave, and even offboarding. All right, good. So with that uh, background, our survey indicated that for those that have an onboarding program, 70% include benefits enrollment paperwork, facility tour, phone, computer, and email usage training, and also 80% included a briefing about the company and job expectations co-worker introductions, and a policies handbook or briefing. So is there anything missing from that list? Or to take it another way, what are the essential components of strategic onboarding? Yeah. Um, so the essential components of an onboarding strategy includes a couple things. It includes momentum, collaboration, enablement, connection, and feedback. So in momentum, we are talking about like pre-boarding and check-in. 
And so how do we define that? We define pre-boarding as an effort to enculturate new hires at offer acceptance until the new hire's first day. So for instance, the best practice would be to have tasks for a new hire to receive and sign a digital offer letter, which begins that new hire journey. Uh, This start should also allow access to a new employee portal whereby the new employee views their welcome messages and company information. So this momentum bridges the gap of offer acceptance to start. And then as a new hire completes their pre-populated employment forms like I-9E verify and benefit election in an organic, um, it actually, in an organic way, it actually moves to the collaboration that um, I had mentioned earlier, which is like connecting to the team, department, and cross-functional team. And, and this is really where the new employee receives online introductions to their manager, their team, the organization's interest groups, and their peers. Um, and then as we continue on this roadmap, if you will, there is the enablement. So that's on learning and development opportunities. So in this case, it's where the new employee receives access, role-specific education and training material, or uh, a clear development of their journey, which includes near and longer-term action plans, milestones, objectives. And then as we continue further, again, we're still on this journey, um, let's talk about connection, which is that networking and mentorship program. All of these kind of blend together, but they're pretty specific in that uh, when it comes to connection, these are reminders to ensure in-person introduction to management, peers, and work teams, uh, reminders to and, and perhaps audit trails, if you will, to discuss work culture, mission, priorities, uh, setting the scope and expectations for that role, and most definitely to finalize arrangements for the computer and phone workspace and security that you mentioned a little bit earlier. And then finally, we have feedback, which means just to measure how well onboarding is going by way of completing a new hire experience survey. So you can see that this goes beyond paperwork and introduction. It really fosters a sense of belonging, understanding, and connection to the organization and its culture. And this is really crucial as it sets the tone for what a new hire can expect from the organization and how they're supposed to navigate within it. Wow, well, these five components are very helpful. Now, another interesting insight uncovered by the survey was that for 70%, onboarding is finished by the end of the first quarter at the latest, and only 33% of organizations engage in special onboarding for employees who are in a transition of some kind. So you mentioned that onboarding should go beyond the new hire experience. Can you expand on what that would look like? Sure. As we mentioned, strategic onboarding can be leveraged for transitions such as promotions, transfers, leaves of absence, and even offboarding. We've seen great successful organizations that onboard throughout the entirety of the employee journey with a company. Companies that create meaningful moments during transitions such as those promotions, transfers, the leave of absence, and mergers and acquisitions are really well positioned to maintain an aligned and engaged workforce that continually drives business outcomes. Instead of feeling lost and anxious, they're informed, they're connected to the organization within the context of their current role. What's more, they always understand how their work and effort impacts the organization, its goals, and its mission. All right, thank you for that. 
Now, there's an increasingly prevalent trend in employees wanting a unique experience at work. We've been asked if it's necessary or important to tailor onboarding programs for millennials. What's your take on personalizing experiences to generational cohorts? You know, we've seen several companies making this effort, Steve. We see that most in the area of performance with respect to the amount of feedback that employees want. And For instance, a tiny poll survey found that 54% of employees wanted a, sur- a supervisor check in at least every two weeks with 42% of millennials wanting feedback every week. So I guess you've know, got that little bit of a helicopter feel, but it doesn't have to be anything you know, formal by no means. It's like a quick check-in, like just a just a pulse, if you will, a, a temperature. Uh, so what this means is that organizations should understand that person that they're hiring and currently employ and seek to provide an experience that really connects them to the organization, its goals, and its cultures. What's more, uh, they enable and empower them to work how they want to work and improve alignment to the organization along that way. So um, I do have an example here, though. One of our clients, uh, New Link, it's, he's their recent Silk Road Talent Activation Award winner. Uh, they implemented an agile performance solution that allows for greater flexibility, feedback, and collaboration between teams because of insights uncovered from their employee surveys. Uh, so in essence, this enables organizations to enhance their employer value proposition by responding to the employee preferences and enabling them to have a say in their experience. And they also create an impassioned workforce that's activated to achieve organizational outcomes. Well, thanks for that uh, practical example. That's very helpful. Now, interestingly, while 75% of the respondents to the survey have an onboarding program, only 45% evaluated success. So what metrics or analytics indicate a program success? What do you recommend? So metrics of, of success as it relates to onboarding include turnover, audit scores, net promoter scores, exit interview feedback, which allows companies to, to allow them to identify specific reasons for turnover, measure the success of workplace initiatives, and generate reports that pinpoint trouble areas within their organization. Another one would be employee lifetime value, percentage or number of new hires, even employees, on a performance improvement plan, employee productivity rate, which measures workforce efficiency over time, or total company revenue divided by the number of employees. And lastly, what's important is online new hire quality of hire surveys which really measures the new hire experience in areas ranging from the recruitment process to the work environment and pinpoint the causes and poll supervisors about the new hire quality. Well, that's a very practical, helpful list. Thank you for that. Now, another common question is, um, how do you illustrate the value of strategic onboarding to your line managers? I'm going to jump in here, Marina. Um, so, um, so strategic onboarding impacts employee sentiment, retention, engagement throughout the entirety of that employee life cycle, as we mentioned a few earlier. So these touch points, I think, create alignment around what the organization is trying to accomplish and enables employees to see it through. 
more importantly, it directly affects the new hire's ability to be proficient in their role. So line managers really need to deliver a certain output or or a standard of performance, really. A strategic onboarding enables line managers to do this efficiently and consistently. This is all uh, very helpful. We appreciate this. To, to sum it all up, any final tips for listeners on where to start or how to optimize the process? So I can take that one. In summary, some starting points really would be moving from that manual process to an automated process with just the paperwork portion of onboarding. From there, expand on that employee journey to that strategic socialization and the employment branding. Regardless, just start. Onboarding can be followed by other events, such as the transitions that we talked about, the transfers, the promotions, mergers and acquisitions, even internships, and even offboarding. Because remember, people can come back. So make sure you visit your journeys on a quarterly basis or at a minimum biannual basis to really optimize what you're doing. Well, that's great. Um, Mimi and Marina, thanks so much for joining us today and providing these very helpful insights. Thank you. We appreciate it. In our next episode of HR Works, Crystal Leigh Miller, CEO of Branded Strategies, will join us to discuss the implications of artificial intelligence on the workplace and for HR in particular. Look out for that episode on October 3rd. Thanks for listening. This is Steve Bruce for HR Works.